Welcome to the Christway Connect podcast, creating pathways, connecting people to Christ, to others, to purpose. <laughs> We're laughing pre-recording. Welcome to the Christway Connect podcast. Uh, Is that any different than usual? I mean, that's usually how it goes anyway. Laughing as we transition <laughs> in. Yeah, so uh, welcome everybody. Uh, Josh, Deli, Andy, and Arnick uh, in-house today. And, uh, yo, yo. We're talking through uh, uh, series part part five. This is like uh, what's that? One of the movies, like seven. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fast like and Rocky. Furious. Die Hard. Yeah. Die Hard. Eight. Rocky. <laughs> Rocky. Rocky. Nine. I pulled, out, I pulled out a clip the other day for Chip. I don't even know why, but it was like Rambo, First Blood. First Blood. <laughs> and it was the trailer, the original trailer from '84 or whatever, you know. And the graphics, oh, and yeah. like at the end, it was like First. Blood. And I'm like, it was wow. That, that was like God. a second grader right now <laughs> would be doing better than that. You know, anyway. Oh, yeah. So here we are. Here we are. Uh, that made me think of it because it was like Rambo 7. You know? Sorry. My mind went to Jean-Claude Van Damme. Is what I, I, <laughs> sorry. Everyone has their era. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, my gosh. Any Chuck Norris guys out there in, oh, all day. in, 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 in podcast land? Yeah. Walker, Texas Ranger. Yeah, man. Uh, well, I used to watch that with my grandpa. Man, yeah. that was great. Okay. <laughs> Don't make me do the thing. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, it's nice to be back. And uh, we are still hanging out in Colossians 3. And uh, I got some direction this morning. Prayerful, thoughtful. And we're going to continue hanging out in Colossians 3. Probably, I don't know. June, July, well, we're gonna be in there Year? a long time. Yeah, yeah. I don't. we're gonna we're gonna keep we're gonna keep going. So, uh, we've talked about his uh, perspective, right? This new life thing. So, his perspective, his his image, and and uh, his identity, and all these different things that we're trying to have Christ formed in us. Last Sunday, we talked about uh, the measure, his measure, how he how he sees things. The week before, Jeremy talked about his identity, meaning. No longer slave, free, uh, rich, poor, Jew, Gentile, right? But those are trashed. We don't do those at all. All, all obsolete. Mm-hmm. And then uh, this past Sunday, just uh, talking about how we set ourselves up to succeed or fail. But it's, and one of the first points I made was, you know, the the matrix can change. Yeah. You know? You have some classes a 4.0 scale, some on a 5.0 scale, and sometimes failing is a 70 or a 69, and sometimes it's a 59. And mm-hmm. so, uh, I've I felt like that was a uh, I felt like that was a pertinent message in in the uh, I think I called it the power grid that we live in mm-hmm. today, uh, and even even the measure by which we esteem church as successful or good or, you know, good church or it's a good church, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What kind of things hit you guys? Well, for me, so I had the pleasure of listening to this, I think, four times, <laughs> the sermon. Just, you know, from being responsible to upload it and I just got to listening to it in my, in my cooking time on Sunday. And... uh don't say anything about me cooking. Yeah, <laughs> we, we, I, 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 I'm going to cook down. for you guys. <laughs> but um, I, 
Jesus is coming too. There you go. <laughs> One's going to happen before the other. Jesus yeah. is we're coming sure, too. We're right? not yeah. sure which one is going to no happen. No bets. Uh, People get ready, right? Yeah. No, so I'm listening to it, and every time we talk about those sermons and we're applying them on the podcast and just talking about how that spaces out in your relationship with Christ, uh, a lot of times that, that interaction is always about your walk with God and the personal part of it. What was uh, different for me about his measure as a message and listening to it? And as you started with that intro, and that's exactly where my mind went, talking about when an A grade is an A grade and then a failing grade is a passing grade in some places. I didn't think about that necessarily from the perspective of Christ, because I think part of your relationship with Christ is first beginning to understand as you grow in him how loving and gracious he is and how he doesn't get caught up so much in metrics. If he did, none of us would make it. Uh, And so he doesn't always shift the matrix, but life does. And I thought about that a lot and thought about balance and context and just how people view you and how sometimes in life when we're dealing with work, we're dealing with home, it seems like you're on a floating scale And that can be so disheartening. And I thought about our listeners, thought about the people that we serve. And just as I looked around and you were preaching Sunday, a lot of people responded to that. Because I think that we all deal with that. Sometimes it just seems like the matrix changes, how we're being graded. And sometimes that's a matter of just normal life. Sometimes it's a matter of people not being gracious. And it does two things. It makes me grateful for Jesus Christ, but it also makes me look at my life and understand that it's important that while this is an interaction with people and we do, we are in the people business, we can't get so caught up in measuring ourselves by the matrix that people give us because that floats, that can change so much, that can shift. And I found a scripture concerning that. And I heard you preach, uh, it was like a year ago, out of Philemon. And I know it's only just one chapter, but I was reading that um, after I had heard your message Sunday, before I preached at my church Sunday, just reading Philemon. And Paul talked about that. That whole book is about another guy, Onesimus, where Paul is saying to Philemon, you don't get to measure this guy like you measured him in the past. He's no longer like a slave to you. So for me, that's where I'm floating between your message and Jeremy's message about identity and measurement Mm. and that God's measurement is locked in. But it was kind of a rebuke to me that I shouldn't float the matrix on my family, on my wife, on my Mm. children, on other believers, that there has to be some balance and consistency of expectation so that people don't always feel like yesterday's A is now a D. And so that kind of ministered to me. I've prayed there since there, uh, since Sunday in my prayer and my thoughts. And I've been thankful towards God for not moving that, but also aware that, that gets moved for people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know deep. that's a lot. That was deep, man. That's a lot. I'm going to write a poem about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um... I, I don't even, I don't even have words for you right now, man. Like, mm. yeah. <laughs> I was I was kind of thinking about 
because um, that, that was pretty profound when you were talking about Onesimus and Philemon and and just how you know don't look at him the way that you should be looking at him. look at him yeah. as a brother or sister or right. brother or sister right like that's what or the way you did look at him. yeah the yeah. way you did look at him and so that's what was really I mean what you just said that's he what literally was, really was like to me. he's no longer like a slave to you yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and uh, me and you were kind of talking a little bit about you know just few verses later than where we are right now, it starts talking about husbands and wives and children and parents and slaves and masters and, yeah. and how it's, it's, a different, it's a different paradigm than the world is yeah. going to tell you, right? It's, yeah. it's, it's, his, it's his perspective, right? It's his uh, measure that we're going to do that with, with others. So, yeah. I also think it's just picking up. We, we pick up so many things in life. As you get older, you just sometimes there's just things that it, you know, we put on a, a quote unquote shirt or whatever, and maybe we just forget to take that off. And so it's a reminder of the old the old things that we picked up, whether it be in relationships or in anything, any any walk of life, but especially in our spiritual life. I think sometimes it's a reminder of we just need to lay things down yes. that we have those mindset even or the expectation of what church should be like. Mm-hmm. Or the expectation of um, what the leader should be like. Or now there is a standard, but that's biblical that we can follow. That's right. But we pick up these things that are just in our culture that don't really equate to the kingdom of God, mm-hmm. and we hold on to them. Yeah. And yeah. then we just we just translate that through every piece of our life, uh, not not doing what it says here, which is pick up the. Uh, wardrobe that God picked out for you, which is compassion and kindness and humility and quiet strength and discipline and be even-tempered and content with second place and quick to forgive an offense. And, you know, those those things sometimes get put to the aside because our old shirts are saying, well, uh, I'm I'm offended and I have the right to be offended. and, And they're not doing that the right way or I mean, I've heard it said many times, and this this comes to me all the time. Where, especially, this will ring with you, Arnick, is, well, I'm not sure that I really liked worship today. You know, it just didn't really feel right to me. Right. Well, the point is, we're not here to worship you. You know, it's not about you or, or tickle your itching ears. Yeah, yeah. the songs. I mean, quite frankly, the songs the, don't matter in the audience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The songs don't matter. They don't matter as much as you think Mm -hmm. they do. Yeah. We're worshiping the one who is the one Mm -hmm. who is all that matters. It's the only reason we come together. That's right. Mm -hmm. And and so some of those things, I think, I was reminded for sure on Sunday, like, hey, maybe I've heard this song 50,000 times, but who cares? Mm -hmm. We're singing to him. Like Jesus is our king, and we're singing to him. And so it just doesn't matter. Like, And so I that was my reminder. Uh, on Sunday, I, I, I don't know if I've said it on this podcast before, but every year I, I feel like God has asked me to work on a specific fruit of the Spirit in my life. So this year is kindness. And so I thought even, you know, humility, quiet strength, discipline, kindness is in there, right? Mm-hmm. And so it was like, ding, there it is. Okay, <laughs> there's my reminder for this day. Of, yeah. <laughs> of that's my actual life goal for this year is to be a kinder person. Yeah. And so it, it was pretty deep for me on Sunday. I, I walked out thinking a lot. I mean, I thought like Arnick. I spent a lot of time in prayer and thought about it, mm-hmm. even during the day and yesterday and today in the field. I was thinking about it. So mm-hmm. it was a deep message. I think it's a, one of those benchmark messages for Christway personally. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
the, the, the Paul Paul identifies in in Timothy three and and, and Titus um, characteristics of a leader, right? Mm-hmm. So there are. This isn't just what's what's what what I'm understanding is becoming more and more preeminent in our current current culture is that I can identify myself however I want, mm-hmm. and you have to be okay with that, mm-hmm. uh, regardless of whatever I say. Um, and that's not what we're talking about here. No. Paul says there are some characteristics, but I also think that we just just like uh, just like a car on the highway, right? It just picks up grit and grime. It just picks up grit and grime along the way. Yeah. And uh, it doesn't have to be a, a rainy day, mm-hmm. right? It can be dry as a bone and just, you know, your car 200 miles down the road looks different. And so we pick these things up that, that when the Lord prompted us to not add, mm-hmm. jot or tittle, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, the dot or the line, right? Mm-hmm. The dot on the I, the cross of the T. Don't add anything to it. And uh, I was, I come from a Pentecostal background that would identify as apostolic. And I always figured if you can pronounce apostolic, you, you know what the people are, right? <laughs> right? Yeah. Have you ever heard of apostolic? Yes, <laughs> all the time. So apostolic. So I was in a conversation with someone recently and they were talking about being apostolic. Like, in fact, it was in the lobby this past Sunday that they, the church before years ago and you know, and that whole thing, apostolic. And the thought struck me. I'm like, mm, I don't know if they really were because they added stuff. Right. And, uh, the apostles were pretty clean. Yep. Those guys are pretty clean in the message of who Jesus is. And I hope also, I hope also that we're able to have a message that's pretty clean. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Jesus is the way for some feels very messy. When you say Jesus is the way and everything else is a conversation, they focus on the everything else is a conversation part. And that feels very slippery slope and OMG. And it's like having a test, old school testimony service when you hand the microphone around, right? You got no idea what's coming out yes. of anybody. No, you don't, <laughs> including the songs. Yeah. <laughs> you got nothing, yeah. you know what, right? But the idea is the simplicity of Jesus is the way. Yeah. And the, 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 the way we we recalibrate ourselves mm-hmm. and unload that. Um, at the end of the message, uh, you know, you don't, I, I, you don't schedule these moments, right? At the end of the message, I was talking about the love of God, right? The redemptive love of God, the stumps and the holy seed. And all of a sudden, I just was enveloped with, uh, a sense of the love of God mm-hmm. and uh, probably said uh, three or four times, uh, thank you, Jesus, for it, you know, and couldn't talk and uh, very moved. And uh, uh, someone came up to me after the service and they said, uh, they hugged me and they were like, Prick my heart today, man. Hug me, mess me up, and they just walked away. <laughs> so I was like, okay. Uh, uh, so I followed up with them. Yeah. Saw them later in the week, and I said, hey, what was what, what? What did you? What did you mean? And they said, um, they said, 
we got to watch we got to watch someone uh, sensitive and deeply moved by the by an understanding of the love of God mm-hmm. for them. Yeah, yeah, which you know hits us all different ways, different yeah. time. Mm-hmm. But I was appreciative that that was their takeaway on that. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, that I saw Emma one time. She was a toddler. And she was watching the Jesus movie, which like Campus Crusade or somebody like that had put four million copies all around the world kind of deal. It was horrible acting. It was like, ah, ah, Jesus is getting. You mean a Jesus B movie, yeah. (laughs) It was horrible, right? Mm -hmm. She's in a chair watching Jesus be crucified. And of course, it's not graphic by any means. And it's very unrealistic seeming. And I looked down at her and she's a toddler and she's sitting in this little chair and her back is so straight and her little curly hair. And I look over and a tear comes down her cheek. Hmm. Holy cow. I was sitting over on the side and I, it, it, it's busting me up here and I'm like, uh, Lord, I do not love you like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it hit. I'm like, I do not love you like this. This little girl watched this horrible horrible acting and she's like jesus is getting killed hurt and this tear oh my gosh it messed me up still does and i just i told the lord in that moment i'm like i do not love i was a pastor i was pastoring a church i was lead pastoring a church and i'm like i don't love you like that something's happened Mm -hmm. and then i think of revelation where it talks about you know leaving that first the first love right that Mm -hmm. simplicity and the beauty. And then I think of my own relationship with Melinda, where uh, we didn't care. Yeah. <laughs> right? Ramen noodles. Sit on the floor. And yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no place to sit. I'm, I remember meals we had where we flipped over moving boxes, found a pillowcase, laid it on the top, had water and ramen noodles. Yeah. Enthralled with the moment, yeah. in love with each other, right? And it is the nature of life that things get busy and things get complicated. And all of a sudden, uh, stuff changes, right? Mm-hmm. And I think it's—I think that's the thread of what we're all talking about—the the addition of all these things that just changes stuff. Like yeah. stuff, it gets suffocated. Frankly, I mm-hmm. think it just mm-hmm. gets overwhelmed by all these other things. Yeah. And thank God for the moments. As maybe this is an Isaiah moment, right? As yeah. I read out of Isaiah, mm-hmm. right? The I was. Spirit I was. About Lord to, strips it all away. Yeah, I was about to say because you you referenced the Isaiah, I think chapter five and chapter six, right? Like this contrast of woe to all of you, you know, and all that stuff. He was cleaning their clock. Yeah, yeah. cleaning their clock, and then wow, woe is me because I don't measure up. You know that that contrast. Um, and you said it was because of the presence of God. Yeah, the like, thing. That's, the, the difference was. Yeah. When I saw the Lord. Yeah, then, I thought that was profound. That was very, that was a I marked that in my mind, mm-hmm. and I only know again the King James version of that just because of our upbringing. Because I'm sitting up so there, on the, and I'm, I, I went immediately to it. I think I was back up to the piano by that time. And I'm like, in the year King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord and high, he was and, lifted high and lifted up, and his train, train filled the, the temple. temple. Oh but gosh. what's amazing about that is, I you guys start singing. We're about to go. Second, yeah. There you go. That's my stuff, man. <laughs> But what's, organ you preach. what's crazy about that is it goes back to what Josh is saying, mm-hmm. that he's serving the Lord for all these years. And if you study that scripture, 
how long he was in ministry, and now he's just now seeing the Lord in this new and brand new way. And it speaks to how caught up we can become. Mm -hmm. Every time, not sometimes, every time I hear you say, Jesus is the way, and everything else is a conversation. What I hear in my head is Jesus is the way, that's complicated enough. <laughs> because I think sometimes we're trying to make this deep and profound by finding all these other things to keep our minds busy or intrigued when the most intriguing part of all of this is where you landed at the end of the message. Mm -hmm. He loves us. And that that's that's insane by any measure, any stretch of the, the imagination that the most holy, for lack of a better term, thing in existence engages with me and loves me. And sometimes, to your point about the music and all of it, I just want to stay there sometimes. Mm -hmm. I don't want to try to overcomplicate the matter or... There's nothing worse than when you feel like that tension where people are wanting you to give them. <laughs> it's like, oh, give me the deep things. What's, yeah. deep, what's deeper than that? He loves me. And what lines got crossed for God to love Josh or Arnett? What line was that? So one thing you said while you were talking that I was thinking about, Andy, is the measure and just that sense of, I mean, you had me by the time I preached Sunday at Recharge, man. I was crying all over the podium, man. Mm -hmm. I don't ever do anything like that. And my voice sounds really funny when I when I get choked up. Because so, <laughs> I'm always so hoarse. But that measuring thing, I think it should bring us all to that place where we just re-examine in every relationship. When you think about the measure, it should make us re-examine what is it that God it's really asking us for and go back to that go back to the simplicity of yeah. that yeah yeah he the, the question you asked was what measure are you living by like this i think you just came back to that all over and over mm -hmm. again and i i was looking at this contrast of the measure of the world or the, this old life or whatever it is and then the measure of christ right like those those two contrasts and uh that, that's just what kept playing over my mind and mind like over and over like what are you being measured by? And then you're like, okay, let's go over to Matthew 11, you know, and it's like, this is it, right? Like, this is this is the measure to, I, I think I wrote it down here, to walk with me, to work with me, to watch how I do it, to learn the uh, unforced rhythms of grace, right, and keep company with me. And when, when you were saying that, because I think you said it a few times, I, I wasn't in the room, but when I was listening to this, my mind just went straight to these two instances where Mary and Martha and then the lady who just broke the alabaster jar, right? Like I just went to those two instances where this lady, she's sinful and, or whatever they're saying, you know, like this woman's sinful, what is she doing? And she's crying and weeping and wiping her and just pouring out all she has on him, you know, like understand that he is the one that is worthy of it. Just like what you're saying, like it doesn't matter how many times we sang this song or I've been in this place, but I am just, I want to be right next to you, be at your feet, walking with you, be company with you, learn from you, watch you, you know? And then, and then same thing as Mary and Martha, right? Like getting, like you said earlier, this distracted just with things, you know, with whatever you start looking at these other measures. And he's like, just be with me, look to me, you know, like be captivated by the fact that I am for you. <laughs> like let my love wrap around you 
don't try. I, I think about a straight jacket. Don't try and just wrestle around and, you know, trying to move around and get moved when it really just all you need to do is just rest in my love. Sure. Yeah. And I was just that's what really hit me. I, I was just, man, I was like these two instances for sure. In our culture, uh, counseling world for sure. But in our contemporary culture, it's important for people, you know, they'll look at you and say, hey, you are enough. You're enough. You know, you'll see all that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And, and as you're talking, Deli, I'm thinking, and we need to look at Jesus and go, you're enough. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You're enough. I don't need all the bells and whistles. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about, I think it's in Corinthians where it says old things passed away, all yeah, things become new. The context of that is in how I viewed things. Mm-hmm. You can read the verse before. It is not unclear. Double negative there. It's not yeah. unclear. Mm-hmm. He said, you used to look at the world this way. And now you look at it this way. Old things passed away, all things become new. So it's not just uh, your comparative of, you know, sin and Jesus. I'm sitting here thinking, yeah, and the contemporary church and Jesus and Americanism and Jesus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all the cultural, yeah, all of it, man. Yeah. All of it. Every other thing, every other label and every other metric uh, laid at, at the... Uh, at the foot of the cross. Mm-hmm. I'm going to read it because I just, you know, I got to. So you're, you're talking 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. But 16 says, from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. Uh, that's exactly what you're saying. Like, what, what is this uh, measure that we are looking by? And then he says, though we once regarded Christ in this way, we do we don't anymore. Yeah, we see it a different way. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. see we see it a different way. And then it says. Yeah, and then, therefore... If anyone is in Christ, yeah, his new creation. Oh. Old things passed away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, from the it's a it's a it can be a number of things, right? I'm yeah. not trying to pigeonhole it, but it is definitely a perspective shift. Mm-hmm. It, is. it is definitely. I used to see it this way, and now I see it this other way. Yeah, you mentioned compassion and uh, how you and Dana were talking about that a little bit. That, that also stuck out with me with um, the struggles and the failures and, and having compassion. And but but love is the thing that wins. Right, like that's the one that always comes down to it, and I, I don't know. It just really hit me. How'd you, how did that even come about? I guess when you guys were talking about that, like just uh, came out. she had just read something recently, and we were discussing. We mm-hmm. talked about we ought to just record what she and I talk about yeah. right during the day. <laughs> um, I saw Eric Valdez uh, yesterday, maybe, and uh, we were talking a little bit, and and his son is six. And uh, Eric had to work on Sunday, but I said, you know, it's good to see your wife and uh, just chat a little bit. He said, yes. Yeah. So I went home and he said, so asked, he asked his son, you know, he says, uh, I was church today. And uh, Nolan says, Andy said that we have to love everybody and we wear it. I was like, that is what he That's said. That's good, yeah. I'm like, Andy did good, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, like if if Nolan took that home, yeah. then Melinda will often ask me on a Sunday. She'll say, "Did do you feel like you said what you needed to say, what needed to be said, you know, those kind of things, yeah. what you felt to say. Well, man, if that's the message Nolan got, praise the Lord, friends. Landed. And you said it. <laughs> praise the Lord, friends. Yeah. Love is the new black. Right. That, it, that it is great. that thing yeah. that you wear. Yeah. It is, uh, yeah, and it really, truly does uh, come down to that. And that's not, uh, it, it, I don't know if it frustrates me, it makes me sad sometimes, 
challenges me a little bit that that when you talk about loving people as the the single lens mm. the garment that has to be worn regardless of every other thing that it that it comes off wishy-washy or it comes off like you're watering lightweight and yeah. watered down or that you won't hold people accountable yeah. i think that's the thing is because of our culture well if you love me then you're never going to have a negative thing to say or you're never going to hold me accountable and I can do what I want. You're just (laughs) going to love me anyway. That's not the message. The message is I love you and I'm going to say this because I love you. Mm -hmm. And here's the truth because I love you. Yeah. And I'm not, and I'm not going away because I said this because I love you. Yeah. Right. Like that's what I think is that, that little bit of tension that people feel is Mm -hmm. I told you something that you're not going to like and I love you. But now, you know, now I'm just going to walk away because I don't want to deal with that anymore. Right? right. Like, and that's just, that's not, that's not that's actually not loving it. you. That's yeah. not, yeah. That's Go not back you. and give a listen to part three, his image. Part three. Because yeah. that, you, you kind of laid that out pretty clearly that loving you and being there for you and being responsible to you, they all go hand in hand. And we use the word accountability and it, what it makes me always think of is when I first started working for the state all those years ago. Shout out to the state. So glad to be gone. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> every year we used to just roll our eyes because they would come through and they cover all these metrics that we had to be meeting. The desk we sat at and was it a certain amount of inches off the ground and all these regulations. Then they would deal with uh, cultural appropriations and all these things and our behavior and you can't do this or it's criminal and then they get into quality and so every time accountability comes up I think we think that's quality control but really real in reality the accountability piece is for you it's not just so you check boxes it's not the QC of leadership or pastoring or mentoring people it's actually the part where we come in and make sure your chair is comfortable. The, the, the measuring of you is for your abundant life. It's not quality control. And I've struggled with that myself. Anytime somebody's saying, hey, Arnick, step it up here, it feels like, oh, God, I'm getting QC'd and I'm not meeting the metric. But what they're saying is I value you. Mm-hmm. And this is the abundant life. This is what would make it your joy even more increase. So I think that's important about the accountability piece with people and loving them is Jesus gives us all these things, not for the law and for rules and checking boxes, but because he knows what's best for us. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, mm-hmm. I thought you lined that out. We were talking image. about, when, I, when yeah. we were talking about in his image, I, the, the phrase that just hit me again from those weeks ago, do I think that Jesus came to this earth lived, died, the cross, all of that. So I so I would keep a set of rules? Is that what I think that's all about? Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sure it's, it's what a lot of people think it's all that's about. That's how they're out there promoting it. But I, I get to be an image bearer of him. Yeah. Right? Reflecting the glory of humanity to him and reflecting his love and kindness to humanity. Mm. I get to I get yeah. to be the moon, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And the sun reflects and lights up the night. Like that's that's the image, the mm-hmm. reflection yeah. of who he is. It's not it's not the nine nine hundred and ninety nine essential doctrines. Is that what you <laughs> <Don't say> that. <laughs> stop, stop. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> dun, 
I did. I did in fact see a poster of 99 essential doctrines. <laughs> oh, I thought it was 999. Okay, never mind. Well, there probably are 999. <laughs> and you know what? To to uh, full disclosure here, I I was on that bandwagon, man. I mm-hmm. marched in that parade. Same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I marched in that parade mm-hmm. of dozens, dozens, mm-hmm. dozens, and dozens, and um, thought they mattered. And someone asked me, literally, the guy in the, the lobby this week that, you know, was talking, I referenced him earlier. I said, man, I just don't, I just, I just don't think all the things that they thought mattered, matter. That's all. And it doesn't, it's not any less love. It's just, mm-hmm. I just, I'm not carrying that. I don't, I'm not, uh, I'm able to not carry it and I'm not. You're not going to wear that coat anymore. I don't have right. to. Yeah. And there's a scarf and hat that comes with that coat. <laughs> it's called shame and condemnation. Because yeah, yeah. while I, I carried all that stuff, too, and I always was like, man, it's good to wake up in the morning and realize another day of on my way to hell. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's not a... It's, That's it's, what comes with it. It's mm-hmm. not a freedom, and, and there is a salvation to be experienced and enjoyed. And there is a freedom yeah. to be experienced and enjoyed. And there is a way to walk with him with purpose, to be experienced and enjoyed. Mm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hope that we're able to, uh, as we wrap it up today, I, I hope we're able to be a community that, this has been on my heart quite a bit lately, that um, we can uh, actually not agree mm-hmm. on things and still love each other's guts. Mm-hmm. And and not tolerate love you, yeah. Like actually want to be around you. Love yeah. you, genuine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. We went out and we took a tour, a DC tour, this last week, and we were talking to someone during the tour that was an insider to Congress. They were, you know, they worked there, and uh, we were talking about the. Republican Democrat stuff in I don't know the early '60s, you know, mm. where we would disagree. We're on different parties. We disagree on things, uh, disagree on a lot of things. But our kids play soccer together at the yep. same school, and I'm going to go over to your house for a cookout this weekend. And then on Monday, we're we'll still going to disagree, yeah, probably yeah. about those things. So this person, we were chatting about that, and we had a long line. We had to wait in at one point, and then we were chatting about that, and they said, "Well, there's actually a lot," and they named. Or a particular party, you know, and the people from the other party, they said they all oh, they get together all the time. You just don't, the cameras don't catch it, you don't see it, but they, they, they work together, talk together, and get together. Now I, I get it. That's not all five hundred and thirty-five people, but it was so encouraging because I'm like, that's what I think is good, mm-hmm. right? You don't have to agree with everyone um, to love them. And I think I did make that statement, yeah. I hope, clear as I could yeah. on Sunday that uh, the fact that I might not agree with what you do or might not affirm your choices, you might say, what do you think of that choice? I'm like, mm, dumb. Mm-hmm. Like, that hit me as dumb yeah. or short-sighted or immature mm-hmm. or no, whatever, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The fact that I love you through that, mm-hmm. I think that makes the love even stronger. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I get it. We're not the same. We're not this homogenous you know, one flavor down. I just don't think that's, and diversity is such a drop word, you know, but I, I think the diversity of the church is beautiful and who's not struggling time to time 
And we used to say it a lot more than we say it recently, but I think all of us have about 15 seconds of video that we're not interested in showing during connect time. Right. And some At of that least. video, yeah, some of that video <laughs> happened, you know, last week. Yeah. Let us, yeah. Let us I've just got check ourselves on the that. the Furious yeah. series <laughs> that I don't want to show. <laughs> you know, seven, we all have that stuff. And I just feel like that's such a healthy thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's not condoning. It's not like, right. there's a difference between that, right? Mm-hmm. We just are turning a blind eye or something. Yeah. You can look at it, see it, call it, share it. But, but the love of walking, with them. Yeah. And I guess I'll close with this. And I, I read a book years ago called the remnant by a guy named Larry Stockstill. It's in the, I'm sure it's in the library around the corner and he lists apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher. And for the apostle, he called him the fatherless to the fatherless church. Mm -hmm. And I grew up in a culture where the apostle was more like general Patton or some guy on a civil war horse with a banner barking, right. And pointing, and then you all go into the war. Whereas this guy identified an apostle as someone that comes alongside a father for the fatherless church, mm-hmm. comes alongside with you, walks with you, sees things in you, encourages you, builds you up, is foundational for you. And and the journey, and what I came to say, Deli, over the years is I'm not interested in you telling me all kinds of things to do and then walking away. Yeah, yeah. I'm very happy for you to, be my brother and judge me and tell me all the stuff I need to hear and blind spots I can't see. Yeah. Just walk with me. Just walk with me. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I was, I was going to pull that up actually here. Uh, Cause I, when I, you said that I was thinking of Paul and the way he, the way he handled, right? Like all those, all those areas. And he always, uh, specifically I went to the Thessalonians because just in that, in that letter, he is constantly telling like, I dealt with you like a, like a nursing mother. I was a father to you. Like, you are my brothers. He's using this, yeah. just this familial... Very familiar. Yeah, very familial um, language of how he wanted to express how he saw the, this fatherless church, right? Or this broken part that has messed up or screwed up or struggled or whatever. But is he's like, I'm telling you, but I'm here and I, I've showed you how I walk with you and dealt with you and as a father, right? As a mother. And, and I just think that's... I think that's so awesome, especially even with the disciples, right? Like the disciples, they were all completely different walks and all that stuff. But to see the differences and not just tolerate you, but be brothers and, and sisters and walk with them. Yeah, that's just that's so cool. For... I, all of us have seen these freedom videos. And in one of them, maybe the second of the third of the three, Chris Hodges talks about uh, his, I think it was a son. And he said he was the knucklehead of knuckleheads. I said. <laughs> King knucklehead. <laughs> he said, and he said, uh, son, I'm going to walk you through this. I'm going to get you through this. Mm-hmm. He said, it was bad. Yeah. And he said, you know, someday I'll tell the story. Mm-hmm. But he said, it was mm-hmm. bad. And he said, I looked at my son. And he said, today is the day you need a father. Mm-hmm. When all things are going well, you didn't need me. Yeah. But today, now you, do. you need me. Yeah. And I'm going to get you through this. Mm-hmm. And he said, in those moments, it's counterintuitive but your heart just expands mm-hmm. as a father mm-hmm. to love mm-hmm. Dilly, how about you pray us out yeah the yeah oh father um we thank you how you just um stir in us stir in us what uh what sometimes we're lacking what sometimes we don't have um words for um god we want to expand that <laughs> that heart in us 
that, that is just yours. Um, we want to expand to the fullest of your measure um, of love and care, and kindness and gentleness and forgiveness. Like, Lord, help us um, as a body here, as, as friends around this table, as friends listening and um, brothers and sisters, help us to, <sighs> to walk in relationship with one another, to walk humbly in love with one another. Um, Lord, and be able to have difficult conversations and um, discuss difficult things and things that are um, struggling and pulling on us and we see that are pulling and struggling others. And um, Lord, just help us to step into those moments and be a father, um, be a mother, be a brother, be a sister, um, be the body, your body. Um, so Lord, we, we just give you um, all of our shortcomings. We give you all of the measures that we um, we surrender them and we, and we ask for repentance. We turn to you right now and ask for you to forgive us for trying to measure ourselves by the world, um, to measure ourselves by everything except for you. Um, so, Lord, we, we want you to be our measure and for you to fill that, that measure, Lord. Um, so, Lord, we, we thank you for it. We, we want to be inspired and provoked and driven just by you and you alone to break open the, the jar on your feet and just sit in your presence um, and help that to transform us, not, not by our own, our own energies and our own power and strength, but just by yours. So, Lord, we, we thank you for it. Let, it. let it to be so. Let it be so. In your name, Jesus. Amen. 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 Thank you for your presence in your spirit, Thank Jesus. You. Mm-hmm. Thanks, fellas, and thanks, everyone, for uh, going on this journey, uh, walking with us, letting us walk with you and... Uh, Again, over these next few weeks, uh, Palm Sunday, Easter, and Baptism Sunday, we're going to continue our journey through Colossians 3. So it's so good to have you with us. And until next time, grace and peace. Take care. <laughs>